Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. In the New Testament, is it verifiable that Christians can be attacked and oppressed by demons? Come on. God used controversy. Look, I'm on the list. He used CNN. He used the media. He used all of it to grow a massive size platform. Controversy built our platform. Two genders. It was never about the controversy. It was never about the politics. I thought it was. I thought it was about Trump. I thought it was about COVID. But God built our platform for deliverance. We are headed more into seeing prophecy fulfilled before our very eyes. There's a kingdom of righteousness and there's a kingdom of darkness. Something in our being craves something supernatural. If you're addicted to something, you have company. And he said in the last days, the church will give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. They will begin to listen to demonic doctrines. He doesn't mind you going to church. He doesn't mind you praising as long as you don't change. There's a great awakening that is coming. Kingdom of God is not about talk. Jesus is King! It's about power and demonstration. The state of the church in the United States, I believe, needs a reawakening of deliverance because of the evil that's going around. Christians can be under the influence of satanic oppression. 100% they can. You see, redemption and salvation is for the lost. Deliverance is to set the captives free. The Word of God says, these signs shall follow them that believe. Plan of the enemy is to keep the church quiet. Deliverance is for the people of God. Deliverance is for the church. I'm here to call this culture to Jesus Christ and cast out demons. Because these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. Over the last two years, we've attended 18 Reawaken America events. We've done media booths and spoke there. Uh, Clay Clark's been putting these events on for the last two years. And uh, through that time, we've gotten a chance to meet, see up close, and have a couple of in-person interviews uh, with the, I guess you'd say star, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the centerpiece of this new documentary film coming out. Uh, Come out in Jesus' name with Greg Locke. He's here with us today. Yay! Wow. Welcome. Every We're so I glad. It, I love it. <laughs> oh, I know. It's so exciting. We, we, got, we got to see a pre-screening version of that last night. I still Woo! watched that trailer. I got, I got goosebumps on, on my arms. Um, Greg, I got more questions than we got time to get into. I know because there's an urgency right now. This film is coming out March 13th. We're trying to get people to the theaters. We went on and bought our tickets today here in Kansas City. On the Missouri side, they were all sold out, I believe, all the all the showings that we could find. Whoop, whoop. There was some on the Kansas side, which I joke that they need more of it over there because there are uh, there is more demonic activity on the Kansas side. They got the University of Kansas, the Jayhawks. There's crystals in every yep. store. It's it's a stronghold over there, Topeka, you know, in that side. But I, I this is a, there is an urgent bell ringing for people people to get out and, and regardless of what you think and where you stand, people need to hear the message in this yeah. and then go home, open up the word and study this themselves. Walk us through you going from being uh, a, a fast growing pastor that just seemed to 
be polarizing everywhere you went to kind of find out maybe what that was even for this platform. It was a very interesting transition because we were like immersed in this overnight because even as the, as the film, as the documentary will tell you, I was a cessationist. I believed all the gifts ceased. And so, you know, my whole platform had been built off of controversy, you know, controversy with Trump, controversy with COVID, controversy with the alphabet community, you know, controversy with Planned Parenthood, you name it. It seemed like I would wake up every day and not even meaning to by my second cup of coffee, I had stepped into some type of controversy. (laughs) And and I'm like, Lord, why in the world do all these people hate me so much? And CNN just kept coming to our church. And of course, we really exponentially began to grow when I dug my heels in, you know, during the whole, really the reawaken growing. And I said, I'm not closing my church. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why why would I close down the the pillar and ground of the truth? And so a lot of people began to recognize this because of that. You know, we were anti-social distancing, anti-masking. And they're like, this guy's going to kill everybody. We didn't kill anybody, but we brought a lot of life to the area, right? We baptized 7,500 people in a horse trough in the last three (laughs) years in a circus tent. I mean, who does that? So all the preachers were like, oh, you're going to ruin your church. And I'm like, no, you've ruined your church, coward. You should open your church up, right? That's the key to church growth. Don't be a coward. And so all of that was going on. And in the behind the scenes, God was working on my heart saying, look, it is about your courage. It, It is about what you're trying to do. And you are trying to rally the pastors and and thin out the ranks and raise up an army. But God said, it's more than that. I want you to start attacking the spirits that's behind COVID, the spirits Mm. that's behind the evil of the White House, the the spirits that's behind the principalities in these ruling areas. You know, you're talking about that area in Missouri, you know, around all the universities and the witchcraft and the new age. Mm -hmm. It's everywhere. The church is permeated with witchcraft. Pulpits are permeated with voodoo witch doctors that call themselves pastors, Mm -hmm. right? And at the end of the day, God literally overnight threw us into deliverance ministry. It's something that I talked about for years. Oh, yes, there's power in the name of Jesus over demons. But if I ever would have had to experience it, it would have freaked me out, right? I'd have been like, oh, no, let's shut that down. Turn the (laughs) live stream off. Let's do this in a back room somewhere. But when it happened, it happened. And you can't put it back in the box. When you see a verifiable you know, miracle from the finger of God before your very eyes. Two kingdoms colliding together, and you see the victory and the freedom that somebody gets. You can't go back to that. Nope. There's no way in the world. And so what happened is now, as you can see, thousands of people from all over the world converge on our campus because they want freedom in the name Amen. of Jesus. It's been a beautiful transition. And, and we, and we've been the- to your church, and the only complaint I had is hard getting in there. It is. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Bro, you got you got two lanes coming in everywhere, and there's cars as, as far, far as you as can, you can see, see. Every, just to get in there. It yeah. is a, it's, The only thing is it's a logistical nightmare. It's like that's it not is. the typical church's complaint. No. Yeah, exactly. In, in America today. Yeah. I, I do have a question for you. You know, yeah. um, I, we saw it in the trailer there. We watched it last night in the documentary. Um, so Christians can be oppressed by demons. Can you talk a little Absolutely. bit about that? I can. It's like the number one complaint and criticism and judgment that we get. And people are like, are you saying I'm a Christian and I'm possessed? No. First of all, the word possession is an unfortunate word because when we think of possession, we think of ownership. If you're saved, Mm -hmm. you are owned by God. Mm -hmm. We are bought by the blood of Jesus. We are indwelt by the Holy Spirit, but our flesh is not saved, right? The Mm -hmm. flesh didn't go anywhere. We still have witchcraft in our flesh. There's still, you know, adultery, murder, fornication, all the works of the flesh. So why would we think that an enemy can't attack our flesh, can't attack our mind, can't oppress us? So it's not an ownership situation. 
it's kind of like, a, you know, we were talking about Pagani, you know, in the green room a moment ago before we got started. He always says, you can have your name on the deed to your house, but you can still have rats and roaches that come in. The rats and roaches yep. don't own your house. You own the house. They just got in through an open door. Mm. You got to kick them out or kill them and then close yep. the door. Right. And so I'm not saying that Christians can be fully possessed by a demon. But to say that a Christian can't be affected, influenced, and uh, afflicted by a demon, that's heretical nonsense. The Bible's full of that. Even Paul said he had an angel of Satan in his flesh that gave him a spirit of infirmity. So there's a lot of people that are in bondage, but they don't want to admit it. And the greater problem is the pastors are in bondage, and they don't want to preach on it. Wow. From our our studies and understanding and and even teachings, things that we've we've learned, fear— is 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 an invitation. It's like uh, throwing a bloody yes. chicken into a pool of sharks when it comes mm-hmm. to the demonic. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I can't think of an era, at least in our life, where there's been more fear than the last two years. We've got every news channel with a death toll at the bottom, mm-hmm. and people are yeah. scared to shake hands and the elbow bump, and just everywhere you go is fear. Spraying down their boxes just, when it comes to their house, you and, know. And, and I mean, make yeah. agreements with fear. And, you know, we, we look around, and I, I was at a restaurant yesterday, and I, I was sitting there waiting to go in, and, and a couple pulls up. They're both wearing a mask inside their car today. This is 2023. Yep. March, mm-hmm. they, yeah. they get out of their car and they both walk in, both wearing masks. And, and you know, I'm, you're, you're seeing things as well um, that I, I would attribute to maybe mental illness when you look at our country, like like yeah. like a like strange behaviors of people. Mm-hmm. And I got to think we just we had to have opened up more opportunities oh, yeah. with fear over the last two three years than ever before, which seems to me like almost like sending out wedding invitations, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh yes, in in the demonic realm. Well, you know, the Bible says that God has not given us the spirit of fear. Well, somebody did, and God didn't call it an attitude or an atmosphere. He didn't call it a culture. He called it a spirit. A spirit is a person without a body, and so fear is very demonically energized, very demonically, you know, supercharged, and that's why people do drive around by themselves with a mask Mm -hmm. on. It's not because they're evil people. It's because there's an evil spirit of torment that's come upon them and come within them, and they make them have these silly, crazy thoughts. I mean, you make the most illogical decisions. It doesn't even make sense. It's why people are scared of the dumbest things. Uh, The other day, for example, uh, I was just kind of Googling phobias. My mm. goodness, do you want to burn a whole day? There, are more, <laughs> there is a phobia of peanut butter, right? I mean, oh, wow. I've never, we're talking about thousands of phobias. I'm here to tell you, that is demonic, yep. that people are afraid to leave their house. They have social anxiety. They have panic attacks when they think about going to work. They're afraid of everything, animals, people, death, darkness. Look, people can think about Going look into at a high our producer place. scrolling them. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, they are. Look at that. People can think about getting on something like a high place and automatically get vertigo in their mind, right? People have nightmares about waking up in a, in a casket or in a cave or in an elevator. And people are like, my goodness, why can't I function? It's demonic. It doesn't make you a bad person. It means you have a bad spirit that's come against you. So God's not giving us that spirit. The Bible talks about a spirit of heaviness. We would call that, you know, medical depression. Well, you just got depression. You need more medication. No, God said it's a spirit of heaviness, and you can call it out in the name of Jesus, and you can Mm. be free of it. That is huge. Okay, so in making the documentary, what are you hoping will come from this? What What is the goal with this documentary coming out? A couple of things. I want the church, I want believers, you know, in the body of Christ to understand we do have authority. We do have power in the name of Jesus. That power has been given to us. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, we've laid down on that power. 
Well, the name of Jesus is just as powerful today as it has been for 2,000 years. Mm -hmm. And the demons that Jesus dealt with then are still on this earth today. They didn't go anywhere. So people are still oppressed and afflicted and hurting, tormented by the same demons. Mm -hmm. And I think the greatest act of compassion that we can bestow upon people is to show them that there is freedom in Christ. And so I want the church to know we have power and authority. But secondarily, I want the pastors to have to answer the hard questions because even these pastors that are like, oh, Locke's crazy. This is nonsense, blah, blah, blah. Don't go see this movie. Well, I got news for these pastors. This is Christian contraband. Your people are going to go watch mm-hmm. this movie, yep. right, secretly. And they're going to come to your office and say, uh, this is like the number one thing Jesus did. And you told me and my family to be like Jesus. So why aren't we doing it? If it's the first thing Jesus talked about, why is it the last thing that the church <laughs> talks about? And so I wanted to open up that conversation. And commissioned us to do. Like when you yeah. read at the end of the Gospels, he's saying, go out and cast out demons yes. in my name and heal the sick. Yeah. He actually told us to do that. That was a commission he gave us. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's the great commission. We've made it the great omission because it makes us uncomfortable. And I tell people, it should make us uncomfortable. We're not talking about poodles and butterflies. We're talking yep. about yeah. demons. And it should bother us that we don't talk about the number one ministry of Jesus. I mean, think about the armor of God. I wrote a best-selling book a few years ago on the armor of God and didn't even put a chapter in it because I didn't know about deliverance then, about what the armor of God is actually for. We don't put it on to stand against the world. We don't put it on to stand against politicians. We don't even put it on to stand against the flesh. The Bible says the one reason you put on the armor of God is to stand against the fiery darts and the wiles of the devil. And so the armor of God is prescriptive. So if you don't put it on, you will get the fiery darts, you Mm. will get the oppression, and you will get the affliction. And yet preachers get up and say, you can have love and joy and peace and rivers of living water flowing forth from your belly. And we tell everybody that, and we send them home, and they're addicted to pornography. They can't sleep at night. Their kids have Mm -hmm. nightmares. There's occultic New Age nonsense in their house. Their whole Mm -hmm. life is falling apart. And we're telling them these cute little motivational pop psychology sermons that they can have, when at the end of the day, what they need to know is you can be free through the name of Jesus. Well, I, I think that the church is looked at more as a place a place to uh, participate in behavior modification yes. than it is than it is legitimate transformation. Walking mm-hmm. in authority, walking in power. Yep. What would you say would be the biggest misconception? So, you know, if you're our age, you know, how old you are, probably in the ballpark, same. You know, you yep. kind of grew up maybe the Exorcist movie, you know, that stuff, mm-hmm. and somebody the head spinning around and shooting. You know, right. bro, I need an old priest and a young priest and all this kind of stuff. And um, where, where people maybe make too little of the demonic realm yeah. of like, oh, it's your imagination or the devil made me do it or too much of it. And then you yeah. walk in fear of it. Where do you say is the actual, where do we fall in that realm? Well, you, you certainly can overemphasize and you can underemphasize. I mean, people, they manifest for lack of better terminology, right? Mm-hmm. You, you can get a, a demon to manifest and it's not that we are, we're not hunting the manifestation, right? You can control the manifestation because even Jesus said, what's your name? How did you get Mm -hmm. here? How long have you been here? So you can learn that there's New Testament biblical ways to interrogate demons. But here's what people need to know. Yeah, sometimes people levitate. People crawl up walls. People break Mm -hmm. stuff. People scream. People throw up. But seven out of 10 times, it's just an overwhelming sense of peace that comes upon them, and they can just feel the release, whatever Ooh, that looks like. The Bible says mm-hmm. we expel demons, right? As Derek Prince said, you just breathe that witchcraft yep. out. Yep. And so it's interesting that the number one thing demons do is not make you act crazy, right? The number one job of a demon is to take your peace 
And they don't care how they do that. They'll do it through sickness, through infirmity, through a divorce, Mm. through your family, through finances, through a curse of poverty, whatever it may be. They just want to take away your peace and Mm -hmm. your joy. So when somebody goes through deliverance, all of a sudden they write us a month later, six months later. They're like, man, I didn't sleep for years. I had nightmares, PTSD, panic attacks. I've slept like a baby every night. I've never experienced that entity in my home. I don't have nightmares. I don't have sleep paralysis. I'm not dreaming about, you know, sexual immorality all the time. And it just cleanses them. It's like a Mack truck drove out of their chest and they have peace that they've never had before. And that's what I want people to understand. It's not about all the fantastical. The fantastical does happen. It's about people getting release and freedom. That's what deliverance is. So let me ask you a question. If people, you know, attend this movie and, you know, because there's several things that you guys cover in this. If you're experiencing this, you know, it could be a spirit that you're dealing with. If you're experiencing this, this could be demonic. You know, let's say that they're there at that movie and they're like, oh, my gosh, I've experienced this. I have that. My mom's experienced this. Uh, What can they do? What What is the next step well, for them? <laughs> well, it's interesting because March 13th uh, will be their next step, at least if they're there. And, and here's why, because one of the little known facts is the reason for now it's a one night release is because the big ticket item, if you will, for lack of better terminology, is when it fades to black, I will actually be in the tent. So when the credits roll, you know, there's some funny parts in the credit and then a lot of, you know, testimonies as well. Those testimonies are powerful. Yeah. Yeah, so when it fades to black, they actually pipe me into the tent, and uh, I will be live, and I go for 30 minutes in every single theater that's in America, and I do a mass deliverance prayer with everybody in all of the theaters, live. Yes. Amen. So if they're there, wow. they're like, oh my goodness, this guy's talking about me. Well, I'm going to get up and I'm going to have them renounce witchcraft and renounce the new age and, you know, idolatry and forgive people and do a little inner healing and boom, just go into it. And so we'll have teams oh, of people man. in every theater that's casting out evil spirits. So it's going to happen. So I tell people, wow. keep your popcorn book. Come on, come on, uh, DJ Irwin or something. I this guy so needs like a, up. an applause. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, that is so exciting. Yeah. This is what we need. Everybody's praying for revival. Yes. You're praying for a Jesus revolution and, and, and people come out yep. the streets, but we got to send them out empowered over the things that 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 will that will snare them back into those lifestyles. Yes. And free. Yep. Absolutely. And authority. Free. Man, okay. So that that is so yeah. exciting. I'm I'm really That's, excited yes. about that. So, okay, so how and can I'll be people- honest with you. I, I told Fathom, I'm like, ah, I don't know. I was almost trying to talk them out of it. And Fathom, a secular organization, they're like, no, this is historical. This has never happened. We want you to do this. And so on their nickel, I'm going to be going live in 2,000 theaters all over America. No editing. They can't change it. I'm going to preach Jesus, preach the gospel, cast out demons. It's crazy. <laughs> and, and, and you have found that mass deliverance, that that's a part of what you do now. Because I remember you saying yes. there was a time that the church service would start on Sunday in the morning, and you'd still be going until 2.30 the next morning, Monday morning, yep. cast, you know, casting out demons. Then you're like, we can't yeah. keep doing this. And you <laughs> actually wa- started walking through mass deliverance, and you have found that to be extremely successful. We have found it to be extraordinarily successful. Now, we still have people that come every single day of the week uh, for appointments and sessions and private sessions and Zoom calls and all that kind of stuff. But because of the demand, we had to go to mass deliverance. And so we have a team now of 85 people. And we didn't have anybody. It was me and my wife wow. and you know a couple wow. of people that were eager. And so we had nothing. And so we were going from 1030 to 230 on Monday. It was going to midnight, one o'clock. I mean, every week it was just absolutely an unsustainable pace. And we were burning the, the, the you know, the candle both ends. Yeah. And I'm like, OK, we'd get done at 230 in the morning. I'd run home. I'd sleep for a couple of hours. I'd get up on Monday morning at, to have a men's Bible study that I've done for years at 6 a.m. I'd finish that at seven. I would drive back across town, get to the church. 
And by eight o'clock in the morning, a hundred people had slept in the parking lot in their cars waiting for sessions. And I'm like, this is unsustainable, right? Even Derek Prince said, look, when you get involved in deliverance ministry, they'll find you in your living room. You'll never again have to advertise. (laughs) People will find you because they won't help. These preachers may discount it, but these people won't help. And so we had to move into doing it mass. And so this past Sunday night was our 55th straight Sunday night consecutively, no breaks, 55 straight Sunday nights where hundreds of people that only attend that one service come in from all over America and around the world for mass deliverance. It is, it's bonkers. It's bonkers. I have God bumps. I'm so excited. Our producer is showing lockmedia.org on the screen. Now, if you're listening, if you're on on Apple or Podbean or or one of the radio stations and you can't see the screen, um, it's L-O-K-L-O-C-K-E media.org l-o-c-k-e media.org now when you go there there's there's tabs across the top you got home about us so on so forth um if you go to the uh there's the fifth one uh clear over um there's the deliverance handbook that that you can yeah. that you can download you can print there's videos uh there's there's things that are literally tools available this isn't meant to be mm-hmm. sensational and create a mega church in mount juliet tennessee this is meant to you know send out i like what you guys said in the documentary it's not about 30,000 people coming around and celebrating one guy it's about teams of people turning around facing outwards with a general directing them mm-hmm. to create healing in a world that is being called into revival. It's being called into revival and being sent out to heal and empower much like the New Testament church. So lockmedia.org. Now from there, you can also find access to this movie, March 13th, where you can get there. Find If you have to drive 30 minutes, you have to drive an hour, you have to go find a place that's got it. Again, Kansas City, I think most of the theaters are sold out. So you got to go click around. We're driving. We're, we're driving to, to Miriam. Like 40 mm-hmm. minutes to yeah. Miriam, Kansas to go yep. see uh, <laughs> and it's this, worth it. this movie. And Amen. so, uh, uh, you know, do what you got to do to get out there and see it. And I know there's a bonus. You got to stick around to the credits yeah. you know, and, and see what's going on there. But get out to it. If you go to lockmedia.org from there, you can find it or you can search in your Fandango and other ways. But th- they have resources on the website that help you route down, track down and find a movie theater in your area. That's exactly right. Greg, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for thank everything you that you're doing to help the body of Christ to be free so that we can walk in the authority and do the things that God's called us to do, bringing his kingdom to earth. And I think you're coming back again in a couple of weeks. We're going to do a, a longer yep. interview, more about, yeah, about the details of your story. I'd love to recap how this is going. You know, we heard from Johnny yep. and Elizabeth Enloe last night. They post on their Facebook lots. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who have walked in and seen this, this, this preview have been shocked and blown away, and they kind of become yep. evangelists for this movie. I think we all hey, need to get yeah. out and support it. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it so much. In the New Testament, is it verifiable that Christians can be attacked and oppressed by demons? Come on. God used controversy. Look, I'm on the list. He used CNN. He used the media. He used all of it to grow a massive size platform. Controversy built our platform. Two genders. It was never about the controversy. It was never about the politics. I thought it was. I thought it was about Trump. I thought it was about COVID. But God built our platform for deliverance. We are headed more into seeing prophecy fulfilled before our very eyes. There's a kingdom of righteousness and there's a kingdom of darkness. Something in our being craves something supernatural. If you're addicted to something, you have company. 
And he said in the last days, the church will give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. They will begin to listen to demonic doctrines. He doesn't mind you going to church. He doesn't mind you praising as long as you don't change. There's a great awakening that is coming. The kingdom of God is not about talk. Jesus is king! It's about power and demonstration. The state of the church in the United States, I believe, needs a reawakening of deliverance because of the evil that's going around. Christians can be under the influence of satanic oppression. 100% they can. You see, redemption and salvation is for the lost. Deliverance is to set the captives free. The Word of God says, these signs shall follow them that believe the plan of the enemy is to keep the church quiet. Deliverance is for the people of God. Deliverance is for the church. I'm here to call this culture to Jesus Christ and cast out demons. Because these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the goal, you know the, you know the thing. We will shut you down, we will cite you, and if we need to, we will arrest you, and we will take you to jail, period. I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. God actually spoke to me. He spoke about sacredness. He said to me, Kim, what I place in many, many people is sacred. And if anybody touches what is sacred to me, then it is the end for them. So what I've done in the United States of America is sacred. And there are people on every side that are trying to destroy what I deem sacred. And it's not going to happen. This is the definition of criminal conspiracy, racketeering, and collusion. This is not a theory, this is evidence. Because I have upheld this country to spread a light to the rest of the world. When you choose to go against the sacred thing that God put into the very heart and the soil of this nation, this was sacred to God. This reawakened tour is literally what it means. It has reawakened the American heart. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.